0: Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we're talking about Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman, which is the first straight-up 2020 release that we're doing on the show. Most of what we've been doing so far this year has been catching up on 2019 releases from the end of the year, some of which, like 1917, were limited release before uh, the end of the year, and then went wide once 2020 came, but that's still technically a 2019 movie. This is a 2020 movie, and I am excited to be covering it with my good buddy Chad Clinton Freeman returning to the show. He's a big fan of Guy Ritchie, so he's Absolutely the perfect pick to uh, cover this one with me. So before we get into that conversation, it's a really fun, long, loose one. So it, it's it's a great one that we got coming up for you. Uh, I do want to remind you, as always, please make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can, of course rate and review us on apple podcasts or on pod chaser we'd love to hear what you think of the show and uh you can follow us on social media at piecing pod join the facebook group popcorn and puzzle pieces i'm starting to get a little more active on instagram at piecing pod not really maybe a little bit i don't know um and uh you know all the other social medias are, are there other ones i think there are whatever they are we're at piecing pod that's for sure um also, I wanted to give a nice little shout-out to ReadySteadyCut.com. They uh, did a, a list of some of their favorite movie podcasts, and piecing it together made the list. So, really appreciate that. Any Anytime I find out that people are not only listening to the show, but really enjoying the show, enough to put it on their list of their favorites, uh, that is awesome. And I am very, very honored to be included on that list. So, Thanks guys. That's really awesome. So uh with that said, I think it's time to get into this one. So let's get into the gentleman. All right, so back on the show with us today, we have one of the best gentlemen that I know. <laughs> His name is Chad Clinton Freeman. How's it going, Chad?
1: Oh, it's going great. I'm glad yeah. to be here. Yep. Uh, that's another
0: early one for us
1: yeah yeah um uh, but I'm, I'm excited uh one of uh my favorite uh filmmakers uh guy richie um i always get excited when he has a new movie even uh the the past couple that he's done that have been you know um uh, uh big ip movies but uh sure. it's uh exciting to to get back to one where you know he's uh basically doing his totally his thing so
0: A return to form, some might say.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we get into it... um to, to, to go with the theme of the movie uh, are you drinking anything right now while we record Chad <laughs> We're, we are gentlemen after all. no no Do you have a nice little scotch with you this nice fine morning
1: <laughs> no um i uh, I could grab something I guess but no I, I don't have that nah. well uh, that's gonna, I, I
0: iced coffee for me
1: <laughs> that is a, that is an interesting thing I, I wonder if there are any uh drinking games for this movie. Um,
0: oh, I'm sure I, you could easily come up with one. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, anytime anybody says the c-word, uh...
0: uh-huh, mm-hmm. definitely on my notes of things to address during this uh, conversation, <laughs> or
1: okay. uh, anytime there's some sort of racism. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. sure. So, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of drinking <laughs> games that could be uh, made out of this movie for sure.
0: all right well uh so yeah i'd say let's just jump into this i know we kind of discussed a little bit ahead of time that our puzzle piece lists are fairly uh messy with a lot of ideas that we're trying to fit into pieces but uh, i'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about so why don't we just jump in what do you got for your first piece
1: yeah it was funny you said that about the messy lots of ideas that's kind of this movie i think
0: uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. It, it very
1: fitting. <laughs> so, uh, the 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 big one for me that I thought of because uh, as I'm watching this movie, uh, I I love these kind of movies, by the way. But I mean, really, it, the movie uh, when you boil it all down, it's two guys in a room talking that's pretty much the movie and then mm. they uh have pieces of course we see flashbacks of other uh things that have happened because it's a story being told by hugh grant's uh character he's basically pitching sure. like uh like it's a movie uh, of course he's written yeah. a movie uh, <laughs> um, and so uh the usual suspects was the one that came to mind to me um sure yeah uh you know people in a room discussing and it's all about storytelling and weaving uh this uh uh, you know all these different interesting uh criminal elements and uh you know strange characters um of course uh, usual suspects i was uh not a big fan of that film personally i only saw it the one time i have not revisited i know a lot of people Mm. do love that movie um i felt that the movie uh just to jump on usual suspects uh relied too heavy on a twist Um, instead of storytelling, what I did love about this movie is that this movie is, is kind of Shakespeare in a way that it's not really about anything. You know, it's Tarantino or, or Seinfeld even where it's just a movie that the plot isn't the point. The, the point is the, 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 you know, riding along for all of the, the nonsense and the madness. So, I mean, it really, it's, it's, it's a movie about storytelling. It really is. Yes.
0: It's a fun way to kick off the year, like this being a January movie, which, you know, notoriously January movies are usually pretty terrible. And that certainly I think I think both of us were a little worried about that, that, you know, oh, great guy, new Guy Ritchie movie. But why is it in January? Um, it, it, I think it's a great way to kick off the year, though, uh, to open up with a movie that doesn't necessarily have to be about much. It's just fun, a fun ride at the movies to get right. you, get you jumped into a whole new year of, 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 seeing lots of exciting new movies.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a, a, not about really anything, but a, about a lot of things. It's, it's one of those mm. kind of like, um, just, a, I think a, a fun, uh, platform for Guy Ritchie to kind of just Uh, toy around with and then also inject a lot of himself into it Um, and that's uh, one of the things I'll I'll get into but I I feel that a lot of ways uh, it it almost feels like a personal film for uh, Guy Ritchie in a number of ways.
0: Definitely yeah I think that's going to uh, show itself in some of our future puzzle pieces I'm sure uh, including my first puzzle piece which is a movie that I uh, it's Probably too new to really be a a actual influence on Guy Ritchie. Uh, however, it's certainly I think there's some parallels to be drawn. And I know you're the worst person in the world to be talking about this movie with, but it <laughs> is Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, which of course you know it, in a lot of ways is a very meta look at Tarantino and and how he's feeling about himself going into uh, you know this phase of his career and you know whether or not. He still has what it takes to to actually, uh, you know, continue his filmography in a, in a meaningful way. And I think in a lot of ways, Guy Ritchie is, uh, you know, going in very meta directions here with The Gentleman. And uh, there's obviously a lot of jokes about it. But within those jokes, I think there is some uh some seriousness to the fact that there's this screenplay and you know is it going to be made in the right way is it going to be a is it going to turn into a good movie or is it going to be a crappy movie you know and is it going to have cliches and whatnot and while, like i said there's a lot of jokes about it like uh you know when they're like reading the, the the screenplay along with the uh with the the video where they don't have the right, audio good. or when they're, they're, they're talking about how it's going to be shot and stuff like that. um. But that, that also there, there's a lot of truth in that as well. I think coming from a filmmaker who's entering, you know, God, like 23 years or whatever, doing this and, and, uh, and whether or not he's going to be continuing on into this next level of his career.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I, I think Tarantino is actually a good, uh, puzzle piece uh himself i i actually did uh, think of once upon a time in hollywood as well due to the, mm-hmm. the the aspects of uh like in 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 that film it is uh a lot of uh you know uh almost feeling passed by and in this yeah. this film uh of course matthew mcconaughey his character his his is uh wanting to get out when when it's you know, everything is still good. And, and he's on top. Sure. He he wants to be, you know, the King and he wants to stay the King. Um, which I think this movie is in, 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 a, in a sort of a way is kind of a response to any criticism, criticism that Guy Ritchie has gotten. Uh, sure. With doing big IP movies like King Arthur and Aladdin um and does he still have it i think that in a way it's him proving to himself and proving to everybody else that hey i'm still guy Ritchie. i still make guy Ritchie movies um sure. and i i I, th- I think it's so funny too that this movie it, how this movie came out of nowhere like you know it was like guy right R- guy Ritchie is making aladdin and that's all you heard and then it was like aladdin and then all of a sudden it was like Here's the gentleman and it comes out in like 3 months or something. It was like <laughs> wait, yeah, what? Yeah,
0: also there's <laughs> when, a, when I actually w- when the poster when the poster and trailer dropped, I seriously thought it was fake. I thought I thought it was a joke thing,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I remember when the when the trailer, I mean, when the poster dropped, I was like, okay, yeah, we'll probably get that in you know a year, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it's coming out in January. Yeah. So yeah, no, it, it seemed like very very quick. Uh, so it, it, it's one of those things that I mean, it, 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 it's funny you. you when we were talking about uh yesterday i i hadn't had any notes uh written down for this uh, show yet and you called me yeah. uh, a cheeky monkey i believe it was uh <laughs> cheeky, cheeky allegedly is, cheeky is a good way to describe this movie uh uh-huh. <laughs> it is very very cheeky guy Ritchie is a very very cheeky guy and uh that, sure is. <laughs> this movie is uh, you know it's it's definitely one of his uh cheekiest. it's uh, it's <laughs> uh, it's definitely up there uh with snatch um but uh I mean and, and talking about though the way it's kind of uh personal like that in the comparison to once upon a time, um my next puzzle piece is actually uh the Kingsman. So mm-hmm. I think the title alone because this the title is not a guy Ritchie title in the movie the script that Hugh Grant's character has written is called Bush. That is a Guy Ritchie title. <laughs> sure, so I, I almost yeah. feel like this movie originally was probably called Bush, but then as a response to the Kingsman, the Irishman. Now mm. here's the gentleman. It's like, okay. Okay. Guys, I am the true crime, like, uh, you know, uh, gangster king. It's me.
2: I like it. Okay.
1: I think that kind of, in a way, it was like a a response, a a taking back of, hey, uh, remember me? I I do this thing. Um, I kind of feel that way. Also, I I also feel that there's, uh, you know, Matthew Vaughn, of course, who uh, directed uh, The Kingsman, he um, was the producer uh, that started off with guy richie with lock stock and two smoking barrels and then also snatch uh so i think there's a lot of influence that both of them have had on each other um and you see and you see it in 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 both of their films you see you know things that remind you of the other director um and uh i i just feel with this one though that this one there's a, a more of a sophistication to the characters. Like as far as these guys, uh, how they, how they view themselves, not necessarily how the characters are, but how these characters view themselves um, compared to the old guy, Ritchie criminals. Um, Mm. These guys, uh, you know, have to, you know, be looking sharp and wearing fine threads, uh kind of like the the whole kingsman thing um and i and i specifically I, feel the the colin farrell character um the uh-huh. scene where he uh, beats up all the guys in the in the in the like whatever it is sandwich shop or whatever it was i think that was kind of a a, a play on you know what uh colin firth's character in the kingsman does uh, totally. whenever he walks into a place and, you know, everybody always looks at him and just thinks that, you know, who's this old guy. And then he just, you know, basically beats the crap out of everybody. Um, and I think that, um, that, that character, uh, specifically that scene was playing on, uh, the Kingsman.
0: Yeah, you almost get the sense with these characters that they've seen these gangster movies.
1: Before. Right. Right.
0: You know, they they they're playing a part very much, which adds into that whole meta aspect of the story and everything, right. you know. Um but yeah, I absolutely had Matthew Vaughn movies just in general, like obviously him starting as a producer with Guy right. Ritchie, but then into the stuff he's done on his own, definitely uh I think that there's a little bit of a circle of influence going on between these two uh, directors.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, what I was going to say before that, because Layer Cake, uh, which was uh, Matthew Vaughn's first movie that he directed, Uh um, which uh, was Daniel Craig. Uh, playing a, a a cocaine businessman, not a gangster businessman. You just said gangster. These are sure. businessmen. Uh, these are gentlemen. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so um, I, I apologize. Sorry. <laughs> so so yeah. So this one kind of felt a little like layer cake. Uh, in in the aspect of it 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 being. You know, uh, these these people not seeing themselves as criminals, not seeing themselves as gangsters, businessmen, and and and, and with layer cake, it was you know uh, 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 a a a about cocaine and a guy that was wanting to retire of course the whole the whole thing of a uh, criminal wanting to retire that's something that has been done you know a million times in movies sure um and it's usually oh this one last thing and then we're going to retire i thought it was interesting that this one though didn't take that uh that angle of one last heist or one last, um, you know, whatever, uh, it was, he was actually selling, uh, the business and, and, and getting out.
0: Yeah. He wanted out. He actually did want out. Yes. So, uh, right on. Yeah. I think we might as well for my next piece, uh, we might as well just stay in the same area and get this kind of out of the way, but we're, we're talking about Matthew Vaughn movies. Mm-hmm. We might as well also talk about the guy, Richie movies that, that he's clearly, okay going back to right. uh, you know lock stock and two smoking barrels and snatch. Um you know he, he's clearly uh in the mode of I just did all these big IP movies. I wanna revisit my crime movie past, you know, and and have some fun with it. Uh he's clearly going in and saying Okay, I'm known for this thing, but I I don't want to do exactly the same. I want to go in and in a, you know, we've already said meta, but it really is. In a meta way, just really kind of fuck with the genre a little bit and just have as much fun with it, loosen it up, and just, uh, just, just really play with it and get to the ins and outs of it and on multiple levels really just kind of uh mess with the formula a little bit of what a a crime movie is what a british crime movie specifically and then what a guy Ritchie movie
1: is i i I think that in recent years the closest that we've gotten uh to this uh sort of uh movie from guy Ritchie was uh the man from uncle in 2015 which was basically uh, a big ip movie uh well, it was a Guy Ritchie movie dressed up as a big IP movie, uh, which is which
0: I got to admit, I still haven't seen. Oh, and I feel awful about it because I know it's supposed to be great. Oh, it,
1: it is. It is great. It is great. Um, the um, the one element, though, that I think he learned from doing that film was that in it. He has a uh, he has a, a a woman character who. Basically comes along for the ride, and I think he he tried to more incorporate that in this new film. He, he's not quite there, but he he pushed in that direction more so than mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Snatch and Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels are sure. are <laughs> even if if we're including uh, Rock and uh, Rolla and uh, Revolver. Uh, neither of those mm-hmm. uh, was a. Uh, huge fans of, uh, of when, sure. whenever, uh, I talk about the, the great, uh, Guy Ritchie movies, it's, it, it, it's always the, the first two. Um, sure. but, uh, but yeah, I mean, um, he's never like Scorsese. He's never known for uh strong, uh, women characters. Um, so mm. he, he, he did, I think, uh, from uh man from uncle kind of take, uh, that element and try to, bring it into this one a little bit he's kind of getting there not quite uh because we do have uh a, a a love interest and she is her own person her she's her own you know businesswoman um uh-huh. she just uh doesn't have a lot to do besides kind of be there to to play the victim so that you know, McConaughey can be the, the hero to save the day, but, um, sure. but for the, for the most part, but I,
0: she's good while, it, while it lasts. she's great.
1: Yeah. 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 No, she definitely has some, some, uh, some, some good moments. Um, yeah, but and I, I, I wish though they, they he would have explored, uh, her in that relationship, uh, a bit more. Um, I think mm-hmm. that that could have made the movie a lot, uh, stronger. um, And what what I think he was kind of going for there, though, uh, not to get too far off base here, but um, uh, one of my puzzle pieces was uh, the movie Sexy Beast, um, which Mm. is basically a love story. It's a weird love story. It's also two men in a room talking pretty much, uh, or at least uh, the most uh, the bulk of the movie is. Um, and of course that was, uh, Jonathan, uh, Glaser, his first movie, uh, great film as well with it at the end of the day is a, is a, is a love story. Um, even though the, uh, female character isn't necessarily a huge part of the film. I mean, she's the heart of the film. And I think he could have did that with, uh, the gentleman a little bit more, uh, and really, uh, just enriched it a lot more. But getting back to the 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 Guy Ritchie films, um, yeah, I mean, as far as like energy, this definitely is uh, of the same lines as as Snatch. It has the 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 same uh, the same fun, the same uh, you know um, craziness, the same uh, like you you got a pay attention to what people are saying because they talk so fast and it just really has that, uh, you know, it's, it, it, there, there are British crime movies, there are American crime movies, and then there are Guy Ritchie crime movies and his are kind of (laughs) in the middle. And then they're kind of on fast forward in a way. So,
0: uh, yeah, I, I, uh, actually, Made time to rewatch Snatch the other night, um, before this podcast, which I know is rare for me to actually make time for watching movies at home. But uh, I, I, I remember when I was younger when it first came out. I, I had to have seen that movie like a ton of times, usually drunk or whatever, you know, with friends, you know. And and I always remember it being so damn difficult to follow. And that I think kind if of you if, if you're drunk,
1: it. if you're drunk or stoned, it might be. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was very difficult to follow back then, and I t- I have to report that it's still as a sober thirty nine year old man, it's still incredibly difficult to follow. uh But it's still a lot of fun though. There's there's a lot of fun moments in it, and uh I mean, Brad Pitt is so freaking great in that movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, but I, uh,
1: I, I will say I, I I think it's my favorite movie Brad Pitt's in. Um, Brad nice. Pitt is uh, he is fabulous, and and and, and yeah, you. Can't really understand a word he says in it, <laughs> it's just so great. Um, yeah, so no, funny. I mean, th- th- that's the thing is, I mean, all Guy Ritchie movies, um, uh, I th- he, he he's like Tarantino that he likes to confuse people, he likes to, he likes to, I, I think, M. night as well. They like to be in charge and they like to have control and they like to have people confused and not know what's going on. And for them to be like uh, rubbing their hands, like, Oh, I know exactly what, how this is playing out and nobody else could figure it yeah. out. And then it just like goes this way, that way. And then all of a sudden it's just like, somehow it all comes together. And it's usually like, uh, uh one of the things with him that, uh, cause I, I rewatch, uh, lock stock and two smoking barrels. I rewatch snatch, um, and I rewatched uh, man from uncle um, mm-hmm. and uh, he loves coincidences for things to like kind of work out magically. Like, oh, like that's, that, that, yeah. that's, that's the thing that um, a lot of these other uh, like uh, movies that I was mentioning, uh, especially like uh, layer cake and, and sexy beast. Um, they don't necessarily like have happy endings they don't necessarily work out uh, for the you know the best interest of the players or at least the people we're rooting for and a guy rich movie that always happens uh no matter what it seems like uh somehow they end up with the diamond uh you know or, or with snatch or are like in uh the gentleman if, if I'm not mistaken, Colin Farrell's guys that are under him, he, he's a coach and he, he coaches these uh, younger thugs uh, mm-hmm. who, who uh, basically go around um, – beating people up and uh they are going to actually assassinate Matthew McConaughey's character at the end and they end up saving him if I'm not mistaken yeah that's that's how that played out uh-
0: <laughs> it's funny that you're it's funny you're bringing this up because I actually had on my list I didn't have a movie for it but I was trying to think of movies where like you know our heroes are like they win, you know. Everybody right. wins. There's there nobody good dies. You know, it's like only the bad guys die. Um, and I was trying to think of a good one. I was thinking maybe like the oceans movies or something, but I couldn't even really remember if those were movies where. Uh, if anybody, any of the, the heroes die in that, but, um, and it, it's weird calling them heroes. Cause I mean, these are, you know, <laughs> these are straight up criminals, yep. you know, but, uh, but yeah, no, but where, where all of your protagonists all live and they all succeed and they're, they're all safe basically, even though they're, they're in this world of like, nonstop danger and violence they're 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 always safe and they're always good
1: right yeah no 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 that's one of the that's one of the fun and and magical things of his movies uh yeah that, that yeah they they do not ever have like downer endings at all uh yeah i mean like you know i mean uh yeah we we talked about tarantino i mean pulp fiction you know uh vincent and joel's you know they're dead after that movie yeah you know (laughs) i mean that's not the ending we get in the movie but they're dead once that movie's over but uh yeah in the guy Ritchie world uh that's not how it works out you know they yeah they 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 get their money they get their uh whatever it was that that they were trying to get and they live so
0: Most of the good guys die in Tarantino movies, now that I think about it. Like, the bulk of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right? And if they don't die, then they at least get messed up pretty bad. I mean... Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And, Damn, and, that, and, now, I'm bummed a little bit about that. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: and 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 speaking of Tarantino, though, and I and I know um, uh, Tarantino has had to have been a big influence on Guy Ritchie from the get-go anyway. Sure, Um, totally. And uh, uh, I I actually thought of Inglorious Bastards uh, watching this, uh, uh, specifically when we get the introduction of some of the characters, like Dry Eye. uh, Reminds me a lot of some of the, the, the introduction of the Bastards. Uh mm-hmm. and, and then the introduction of uh the thugs, uh which I i don't remember what the their names were, where they get that long like rap video where they're dancing and uh and, and
0: Which was absolutely fucking ridiculous. And and and, and amazing
1: <laughs> and amazing. <laughs> yes. Uh <laughs> you know, and even like Dry Eye's introduction where he's he's machine gun and it has you know his name and everything, and then he's like, That's not the dry eye I know. And he's like oh yeah well yeah (laughs) and it's like that rules yeah because it's it's through the 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 lens of uh you know hugh grant's uh character he he gets to tell things and then retell them the way that they actually are which i loved that aspect yeah which is so a guy richie thing uh because he loves to basically have you see something and then even rewind it and then play it again in a different way. Um, that one yeah. of my one of my uh, favorite uh, things about him as a, as a filmmaker that he does that that he actually did carry over into King Arthur and also Aladdin. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, again the the whole playing with just uh, storytelling in this um, is just. Uh, so so it makes it so much fun. The the other thing though that made me think of Inglorious Bastards is that basically in Inglorious Bastards, uh, especially the uh, the I, I now I'm not going to say his name right, but uh, Christoph Waltz, uh, mm-hmm. his character that was good. Oh, Okay,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well done. I like that.
1: <laughs> his character is his, his character is uh, you know a a a storyteller and basically a really terrible guy and well I, I guess kind of brad pitt's character is is kind of almost a, a a parallel in this way too uh but but the but the vaults character he he thinks he's a, sis, a sophisticated man you know yeah and and uh he um you know uh stylish dresser always like uh nursing uh, some sort of drink. It, I only saw that movie once and hated it, so I'm just going off of memory. But um just oh. the 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 way the these characters are um kind of reminded me uh, of 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 that character because you know these 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 are as you said, you know, these these are criminals. Uh, they may not be the worst criminals, but they are criminals and um they 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 really think highly of themselves. I mean even even the yes. even the uh the the guy uh, the Hugh Grant character which he's not a criminal per se. Well, he, I mean he Just is. a sleaze bag. He, well, he is because he is he is in the blackmailing game. But prior to that, he he's pretty yeah. much um just a a tabloid guy. He's a he's a TMZ mm. guy, uh basically um but yeah again he he thinks just so fabulous of himself and thinks he's so you know sophisticated and and wonderful and it just very much uh reminding me of Inglorious bastards in that way
0: well first of all i love that puzzle piece i hadn't thought of that but yeah i think that's an, a really great parallel there I, I i think that's definitely how a lot of these characters carry themselves especially the Hugh grant character uh is is a direct i i think comparison to uh Christoph Waltz a, so so much so i think that's awesome um but then also uh can we talk for just a second about how great Hugh Grant is? oh yeah um,
1: <laughs> yeah no I he mean, is he is
0: i mean it's only january and this is the performance like to beat <laughs> for like the rest of the year everything's going to be measured by this bar i mean yeah, so no, much freaking yeah. fun who who knew he had this in him he's just been waiting to do something like this for years yeah. you yeah know? <laughs> so he, much fun he
1: he is absolutely fabulous he he really is i mean he his performance uh carries this movie It, it and yes. again though like i said i mean a, a lot of this film is uh two guys uh you know talking in a room and um he had to to really bring it i think for this movie to be carried um i was expecting you know yeah uh mcconaughey to be You know, over the top, and and really he he's he's kind of uh, subdued for the most part. Um, It's for the most part, yeah, yeah. It's Hugh Grant that steals the show, and yeah, he he is absolutely fabulous. Um, I have a theory. Again, we were we were talking about how this is a kind of a personal movie uh, for uh, Guy Ritchie in many ways. I kind of feel like that he's kind of a, a personification of Guy Ritchie. Um, hmm. that's Guy Ritchie because this is I. I kind of expect that that's Guy Ritchie going in to pitch a movie. Um, the, yeah. the 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 way he 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 tells the story, the way he he weaves, the way he he works. You know, the person that he's talking with, that's Guy Ritchie sitting in the room with people he's trying to get money from. Um, uh, so in a way, it, it's uh Guy Ritchie's uh you know. Trying to, uh, you know, blackmail the the people to give him money by buying his story. I think that's kind of a joke that uh, he is, uh, uh, you know, uh, playing with us with. I, I at the same time, yeah. at the same time, I mean, if you look at um, uh, Charlie Hunnam's char- character, that's mm-hmm. a lot how Guy Ritchie looks these days. Richie oh, yeah. with a beard and the glasses um the way he's dressed everything because that's the thing guy th- that's guy Ritchie he dresses like these characters guy Ritchie is straight out of like the Kingsman or the gentleman this is the, so so I think that the Charlie character who who really kind of doesn't he, he he's kind of just there and kind of reacts for the most point I mean he has a couple of uh moments that are are, are, are uh you know pretty strong but for the most part he's kind of a, just a reactor he he he, yeah. he um
0: well he's like the straight man to he, Hugh Grant's just nuts
1: Right. And, and then he's also the kind of gopher for McConaughey's character, which McConaughey's yeah. character is he's the king. So that's yeah. that's um Guy Ritchie at his best doing Guy Ritchie And that's him, you know, unleashing, um, you know, and exerting all of his power. So I kind of see that those three characters specifically are just different aspects of uh, Guy Ritchie himself.
0: That's awesome. This is a very uh, much more meta episode than I was expecting going in. Oh, oh, yeah. It really is.
1: Oh, this this movie is so, so, so meta. It it so really is. Um, I mean, um, I, I I think just the the including of like the whole like YouTube bit and everything, I kind mm-hmm. of think uh, it, going back to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think that's kind of a a thing of like um, almost saying you know because Guy Rishi's movies have always kind of had like a music video feeling to them, you know that that hyper energy. Um, and, and here, here it is now, uh, people watch, you know, YouTube, uh, or whatever. And, 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 and they, 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 there are a lot of people, you know, that instead of watching a movie, they'll watch clips on YouTube or instead of watching TV shows, even they'll just watch you. Sure. I don't understand it. People do it. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I think almost in a way, this is kind of a, I'm making fun of that kind of mocking that. It's just like, I've been doing this for years and okay, yeah, there right? you go, here you go. <laughs> so, so maybe that, maybe if he put that clip on the the internet, uh, you know, he would get like a million hits. I don't know, but.
0: <laughs> well, I've got uh, two more puzzle pieces. Uh, so I'm going to get into the first of my last two here. Uh, this is one of the first things I thought of. Now I, I should say, I haven't seen this movie since the theater and I loved it when it came out. I've been trying to get to it, and I was going to try to watch it this weekend, but then I ended up watching Snatch instead. Uh, but I I, I love this movie so much, and I forgot how much I love this movie. It's uh, Martin McDonagh's Seven Psychopaths, which is such a fun, crazy, meta movie um, about a guy who's trying to write a screenplay, and he... Uh, decides to go find these actual psychopaths to write about and how everything starts to unfold and unwind. Um, you know, based on that. And I, I forgot as I was like kind of uh going and like recapping this movie just so I could talk about it for a second, I forgot how much it's influenced by adaptation, the movie that I love so much. Uh but Seven Psychopaths and Martin McDonough really in general, I think is kind of goes along really well with the whole Guy Ritchie thing. But uh, with the whole Hugh Grant character, you know, having this script and the, a lot of what's unfolding in the movie could very well be moments within his script versus what's what actually happens because you've got that whole unreliable narrator aspect of his character. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of... You know, and we've talked about all this a lot, but the, there's a lot of that meta ness to it of whether or not things are are really happening. What is influenced by the real world? What is Guy Ritchie commenting on him himself? What is like? Which parts of it are just examples of 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 his pitching a movie, right, you know, right, brought to right. life, and uh, and which of it is what's actually happened in the world, and that he's actually re- relaying back the things that you know happened in the story and the plot. Um, but yeah, Seven Psychopaths is a movie that I gotta watch again soon because as I was like going back and 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 looking it up just so I could kind of recap it for myself, I was like, oh my god, did I love this movie? I need to go see it
1: again. You, you know what? I, I've never seen that movie. Uh, um, i truth, oh, truth so truthfully i i didn't know that's what it was about i mean uh you, you yeah got, you got me sold i i, I do want to see that now because i was trying to think of a movie too because it, it seems like i've seen um movies that are like this way where there's the script within the film and then the film uh-huh. and i just couldn't i couldn't think of any i mean um I uh I, 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 I recall something uh, with Get Shorty, but I, I didn't like Get Shorty and I don't remember exactly sure. what uh, it was about or what happened. Um, and then um, I thought of uh, the player Robert Altman's movie, but it's been such a long time mm-hmm. since I saw that movie as well. but I know that movie um, I mean I, I think we could still include it as a puzzle piece because uh, it's a it's a movie about um Hollywood pitching it's a it's a big uh time uh studio player um and then he gets uh involved with uh some sort of murder mystery uh, that's one that I wanted to revisit but i I, I wasn't able to uh but yeah seven Psychopaths, that, that sounds like a lot of fun um i I don't know why uh, that one just kind of uh fell under the the radar for me
0: Another great Colin Farrell, uh, performance in that one. He, he's so great. We haven't really had that many Colin Farrell performances lately that, where he gets to just, you know, be wacky. I mean, you know, kind of a little bit in the lobster, but, um, otherwise it's been mostly in like, I I don't know. I feel like mostly serious stuff lately. And so when he gets to be, uh, when he gets to be a little a little silly and out there, he is so freaking good.
1: Oh yeah 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 no he he was a lot of fun in here too. He, he he's almost like the 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 Brad Pitt uh, character from uh, Snatch in, in in a way.
0: Totally yeah.
1: Um and uh, uh he he gets to uh bring a lot of the 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 the. the, the some of the, the racism, but also, okay, here, here's one of the things I wanted to say about <laughs> this. this. movie is so, like, not of our times. This movie is yes. so politically incorrect. I'm actually surprised that more people are not screaming mad about this movie. <laughs> I know. I, I, but I don't think I, I don't think they've seen it. Um, <laughs> they're just like, hey, hey the guy richie. Uh so that's the thing, nobody sees guy Ritchie movies when they come out. This is so true. Like guy Ritchie movies seem to get a following once they get uh like on home video for whatever reason. I mean the same thing happened with uh Man from Uncle. Um nobody loved it when it came out. The critics were kind of eh, I think his his him with critics, it's like 50%, you know, it's like mm-hmm nobody's really a, a lover of what he does and then once it gets out um you know uh dvd blu-ray you know streaming um he it, they, they'll grow a fan base and you know now uh people are wanting a sequel to man from uncle um which mm. i i of course want but um i think with this one it will kind of the same thing will happen but yeah uh to get back to the 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 political incorrectness of this film uh there's yeah. <laughs> uh quite a bit of racism that the characters express uh and uh just overall very feels like a like movie from the 90s in a way like almost an early totally. tarantino movie um uh w- what i thought of actually was uh, a movie tarantino wrote uh that Tony Scott directed when I love true romance um, mm-hmm. uh, feels a lot like that one. Uh, I mean, I could almost see uh, somebody like uh, Christopher Walken or Dennis Hopper, like walking into this movie and just, you know, delivering some speech for no reason, you know, uh, <laughs> about, you know, Asian people for whatever reason, uh, Asians sure. are, have a big target on their back in this film. And, um, and uh, I uh, uh, there's there's a scene, though, that, that Colin Farrell says, which I, 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 this is kind of uh, Guy Ritchie saying, hey, you know, uh, don't take things too serious. Uh, that basically, if uh, something comes from a place of love, then it's not racist. Um, right. And uh, I think that's his, uh, you know, uh where where that's him uh, saying hey look i'm not racist um i'm just having fun um or taking the piss that's you know what the brits would say sure Uh
0: (laughs) absolutely (laughs) they would
1: (laughs) so um uh, on one hand um i i i could see how some people could be upset by this film um Nobody is for some reason. um, maybe after this podcast, you know, and millions of people hear it. Um, it
0: it's yeah. funny you say that because I listened to a few like podcasts about this movie, read a couple reviews about this movie. And you're right. Nobody is. Like they all bring up the racism and and they they bring it up in a way it's like and yet' yeah, kind of a little bit racist, but you know it, it's a it's a guy Ritchie movie that feels like it's in the nineties like they they there are certain situations where you simply can't write off that even this amount of of you know political incorrectness. But then there are certain situations where apparently you can write it off and you know chalk, chalk it up to the kind of movie it is and the 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 feeling of the movie and the fact that it's you know meant to be good fun, which is not a good excuse in certain <laughs> situations, but in certain situations it is. And uh, you know, and it's it, it's it is a very weird fine line. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's it's hard, you know, especially as two white guys, it's hard I, to like yeah, exactly. to say to say where that line is drawn. But apparently this line. Is it's drawn right here it's like right right past
1: this apparently. <laughs> well I always got kind of to think about that too about this movie it's like two white guys were discussing a movie with some racism in it and basically one female character and we're going to give opinions <laughs> about how you know yeah we loved it <laughs> <laughs> so so no though the, to, to, to bring that back though to Tarantino okay Here's mm-hmm. what I will say about the racism and 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 the feeling of uh, this movie versus one of his movies, which I don't do not like. Um, I think it all depends on the movie and where it is coming from, and it it, it it's a matter of are the characters racist or is the movie itself racist? Now. Sure. As far as the characters in here that uh I did not feel that the um the the Asian characters were depicted in any worse way than the rest of the characters whether white or black or whoever uh I didn't sure. feel that uh I mean it was it was always other characters saying something as opposed to it being uh, those characters made to look a certain, I mean, the, the, right, uh, right. I, I forget his name, the, the, the dry eye character. Um, uh, of yeah. course, I'm a white guy. Henry right? Golding. Yes. Yes. Uh, he, he was just as uh, sophisticated as you know, the, the, the other uh, characters in the film. So, I mean, I don't sure feel that he was in any way, I not just the asian racism i forget the jewish racism as well is there uh because oh, yeah. the main uh bad guy basically is a is a money grubbing uh you know jewish gentleman uh yes. and uh they balance that of course by having matthew mcconaughey's uh, better half uh she's also jewish so see hey not racist um <laughs> uh, um but I, I, I don't feel that the movie itself is racist. Now, that being said, I do have an issue with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I feel, oh, the, depiction, I feel the depiction of Bruce Lee <laughs> in that film, I feel, is racist. I feel it's a racist depiction of him. and Not that anybody says anything uh, toward him that's necessarily racist. I just feel the depiction is racist. I also feel... Mm. There's just a a anger and hostility and hatred in the film. And, of course, it, that that would be the character. So I can't hold that against it, against uh, hippies and also against women. So anyway, well, I-,
0: I just ordered my copy of Once Upon a <laughs> Time in Hollywood on Blu-ray, and I am very much looking forward to watching it many times over the years, racist or not.
1: and though to bring up another great film from last year the uh the dragged across concrete it's another Mm. one where i don't feel the movie itself is racist i do feel that there are characters in the movie that uh are racist that do say racist things and I do feel that the movie looks at racism. Of course, Guy Ritchie is not trying to bring anything to the table as far as doing this except for sure. I think just trying to uh you know uh, flip off uh political correctness. Um Yeah. But uh again, yeah. Uh oh, it's all in fun so you know, racism um you know it, it kind of goes back to the the early uh, pulp fiction and Reservoir Dogs type movies of, you know, you know rape uh whatever it's it's all if it's all in good fun you know it's fair
0: that's right absolutely <laughs> racism and rape all in good fun <laughs> but no the, but no absolutely the the characters can be pieces of shit that you know right. we can have a great movie coming from a good place where characters are pieces yeah. of shit that's all there is to it you yeah. know they're but,
1: but but the more you think about it, there there are so many like things in this movie the the whole thing with the guy and the pig and and Mm -hmm.
0: and, uh i forgot about that actually that's (laughs) funny
1: (laughs) and then they and then the the whole uh pound of flesh thing with the guy in the freezer it's just like there's so many things that yeah if it's not in the context of a guy Ritchie movie it's not gonna fly these days i mean totally yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i mean i i see people like that like are not even like just like huge movie fans in general um that just see this movie and they're like oh it was great it was funny and they no comment whatsoever on any of the like darker elements and so yeah, yeah. It, it it definitely is a, a, a very very weird movie but at the same time i mean you got to think about it I, I, how great is that, though, to to make a movie to where you can have that stuff in it, and then people walk away and they're like, "Oh, that was that was good," because it's like right, a happy right. ending. I, I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. It is strange.
0: It's strange, but uh, that's that's what makes it a movie worth uh, watching and worth talking about. Um, so I only have one more piece, and I'm gonna jump to this one, and this is more of. Well, you know, when I first thought of it, it was more of like a silly one. But now that I think about it, um, there, there actually is more than than just the one thing. Uh, I was thinking about the fact that at the end of this movie, of course, spoiler alert—we talk about spoilers in this—but at the end of this movie, uh, the uh, the Hugh Grant character goes to Miramax to pitch Christ. his movie. And I thought of the only other movie that Miramax actually appeared in, as far as I know, Jay and Silent Bob Strike ah. <laughs> Back. And so I thought of that as a puzzle piece. But then as I started thinking about it, as we've talked through this whole damn conversation about the meta-ness of this movie, uh, it, it it really works on multiple levels, having Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I mean, there's so much inside baseball right. humor about movie making and the movie industry. And, you know, especially that ending where we get Miramax um but throughout there there's little bits and pieces little little jokes and throwaway gags about movie making in general and so I, I think it definitely fits on on multiple levels and also it should be mentioned this movie actually was produced by the new version of Miramax whoever it is that owns the company now um it was co-produced by them
1: uh, well that's that's what i was fixed to uh, the uh, uh, bring up i was i was i couldn't remember if it was or not um i do know though that that man from uncle the poster was on the background during the pitch at the Merrimax. and yeah. i don't think that was a meramax
0: that was weird
1: yeah i don't think that was a meramax movie that was so weird so
0: <laughs> it's very weird
1: but very regardless weird awesome yeah no no no. i noticed that i was like wait a you that's man from uncle back there so yeah guy Ritchie has a poster of one of his movies in his movie uh <laughs>
0: talk about fucking meta jesus <laughs> christ
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so and and I, I i i think i don't know it just that that's it it definitely is just a a a fun and a kind of absurd movie that i think that's also what helps uh, kind of on Jay and Silent Bob. I mean, I'm sure there's tons of politically incorrect things in in in, in the Jay and Silent Bob movies.
0: Oh, there very much is. Yes. I was surprised when I saw the uh, double feature <laughs> a few months back. I was like, "Wow, there's like a lot of uh, like homophobic kind of jokes in this and stuff." Oh, oh like, you, this mean oh, oh, not fun. You, you
1: get that in this too. You get the hom- homophobic yep. uh, jokes as well. <laughs> I forgot about that until you <laughs> mentioned it. But yeah, so the, especially the Hugh Grant character. Um, I, I, you that's that's a staple though for guy Ritchie. um totally Oklahoma, yeah i
0: mean come on he's gotta do it, yeah, he's it
1: gotta. It's a, i think that's a staple for uh kevin smith as well so yeah yeah <laughs> um <laughs> the, the 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 one um i was going to mention though uh that i thought of and it was specifically uh one of the characters um Uh, Jeremy Strong's character, which, you know, he's the uh, the the guy that's buying uh, the business from uh, Mm -hmm. Matthew McConaughey. And uh, I think his name was actually. I think his name was Matthew, I think the 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 Jeremy Strong character. Anyway, he reminded me of Alan Cumming and Get Carter, which then I started to think about Get Carter. And this movie kind of reminds me of that film as well of course get carter i'm talking about the stallone version um Mm. uh stallone to me that was stallone at his coolest stallone uh is very much a uh a gentleman uh with his uh is it like silver or gray suit uh he wears throughout the whole movie uh just uh, a very like sophisticated man doing terrible things, throwing people off of buildings. Um, just uh, also very uh, high energy movie. A lot of uh, like what's really going on, kind of double crossing, and a movie about really not a whole lot. Um, Uh, Although it is also a revenge movie. Um, And of course, that Mm -hmm. is a remake of a British classic, uh, Get Carter, which was the Michael Caine movie. And I know that Mm -hmm. that movie seemed like a uh, very influential for Lock, Stock, and Smoking Barrels. So I I, I was like, I I, I, kind of feel like that uh, the uh, remake of Get Carter, though, was uh, a bit of an influence here. So,
0: Mm -hmm. All right. Very cool. Yeah, I I forgot about Get Carter the Stallone version. I haven't seen that in oh, probably since I, opening day.
1: Yeah, I, I love that <laughs> movie. I, I think it came out actually probably the same year Snatch did. Um, I think
0: 2000. 12% on Rotten Tomatoes at, at the time of recording, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Not a big hit with the critics. <laughs> uh, so do you have any other puzzle pieces or is that your last one?
1: I thought of Saul because I always see Saul as kind of the Reservoir Dogs, uh, the horror version of Reservoir Dogs. Um and again, I saw two men in a room talking, and uh, it's everything plays out as in flashbacks or. Uh, basically you know one person telling the other and they kind of uh fill each other I in gotcha. on the story uh so i um i i i just reservoir dogs and saw those are two great you know people in a room talking movie uh that's pretty much what this is uh of course sure. uh i couldn't think of any great hitchcock ones and i know Uh, there are probably some because he, he's like the, 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 the big one that everybody always says, just throw two people in a room and have them talk. Um, but, uh, other than that, Oh, I actually thought of once upon a time in Mexico, uh, just because (laughs) of the, the whole convoluted story and people, um, this person double crossing this person. There's not a lot of necessarily double crossing, but you don't really know uh, what's going on as far as the, the multiple things that are happening. Um, And uh, it was just one that uh, came to mind. Uh, But other than that, I mean, I I think uh, I would say film noir as a genre genre in general, this isn't a film noir movie. And I don't think Guy Ritchie's movies are necessarily, I don't know if you would consider them, uh, neo noir, but I think he it has been heavily influenced um uh, in general by film noir just as Tarantino has uh so I just think that uh in general that genre and and in a way i i guess the uh the uh the female character in this movie is kind of a film fatale um uh' she yeah does, which
0: fits in with that a little bit yeah
1: so. Um, cool but yeah I mean, All right. that was it
0: well then let's do the finished puzzle then we'll get into any of our closing thoughts uh, the finished puzzle includes the usual suspects once upon a time in Hollywood Matthew Vaughn movies such as the Kingsman and Layer Cake uh, Guy Ritchie movies of course such as Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch uh, Sexy Beast and Glorious Bastards Seven Psychopaths The Player True Romance Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Get Carter, Saw, Reservoir Dogs, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, and film noir as a genre. Which, by the way, I actually would like to see a Guy Ritchie film noir, just like straight up neo noir. Guy Ritchie. Oh that yeah, yeah, be yeah. Kind of fun, I think. Oh
1: yeah, no, no, that would that would be good. Um, Hit, he, just
0: hitting the genre over the head with a hammer. Basically, he,
1: he, <laughs> um, he, because that's the thing is it, with with film noir, um. It's it's all about the 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 main character. Well, I, I think that genre is a lot about losing control, and I think he is somebody who likes control. So, and I think yeah. his his characters always have to think they're in control at least. So, I think that would mm-hmm. be something he would have to let go of in order for him to do a full blown one. But um, but yeah, no, that definitely uh, could be a lot of fun. Um, i I guess his are kind of neo noir um, um I don't know uh, I, I I'm not really sure what 100 percent even um uh, constitutes uh, the 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 neo noir but I, I think for the most part um just like film noir you you do have basically one one major player uh throughout the film you know he he just likes to always. You know, throw in a weird character, throw in another weird character, you know?
0: Right, uh, right. Uh, he,
1: he's not one to to concentrate on, on, on one guy. Uh, it's just, you know, he just likes to have too much fun with it.
0: Well, my only, like, closing thought I had, just one last thing I wanted to comment on was I love the opening credits. They're like... They're kind of like a classic Guy Ritchie thing, but also maybe a little bit of Bond or something like that. Um, I thought it was a really cool opening credits scene. We we need more of those, I think. Yeah, well, well,
1: so James Bond, uh, you know, I think was a bit of an influence here in general. Uh, Again, going back to the whole uh, gentleman thing and sophistication. But yeah, no, no, his his opening credits, uh, when he gets to do what he wants to do, uh, are usually... uh, you know really uh, really nice uh, he 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 does uh, you know like the old school almost like um, tv credits you know like tv shows it's it's almost like what he likes to do you know almost like the 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 old tv shows going off uh, where you see the guy and they do the thumbs up and they smile and then their name comes, right. you know <laughs> and and and, yeah. and um i think he 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 does if I'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, in other movies he's done it where you actually get the character's name, and then this time it was actually uh, the 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 credits of the you know.
0: The yeah, well, I know for sure Snatch because I just saw it the other day, and I was like, "Oh wow, they're using the characters' names in the opening credits."
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. But, That's funny. Yeah. So no, um, I I, I would I would say uh, you know, I I, I pretty well. Uh, love this movie uh i i would say uh it, it it's my favorite since man from uncle and it might be i have to rewatch it it just depends i i, I don't know how on the second viewing how the uh all of the terrible things uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know on the initial watch i'm like hey this is a lot of fun and then i'm like this was this 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 and uh start thinking about all the horrible things in it but uh it's fine (laughs) it's it's fine
0: (laughs) well chad have you seen anything else recently that you'd like to recommend to our listeners
1: um i i i've actually watched a lot of stuff but what have I watched recently that was actually? Yeah, you know what? I didn't even write anything down or think about this specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, there was one I actually I posted on in the uh, the group the other day. The uh, popcorn and. Uh, uh, Puzzle pieces uh, Facebook group, which everyone should join. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they should. Uh, Dead Shack. It's on Shutter. Uh, it's a uh, it's a comedy uh, zombie, combi, uh, zombie comedy zombie uh, mm-hmm. comedy. It's great. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's his family. Uh, they go out to spend the uh, like weekend uh, out in the woods. Uh, The next door neighbor uh, to this cabin they're staying in is a woman that has a, her family was infected. They're zombies and she keeps them and takes care of them. She basically kills people and feeds them. To her kids and her husband who are zombies. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's just a lot of fun. There's a, a, just a lot of, uh, it's one of those, it's, 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 it's it's a quick movie. I don't even, I, I, don't think it's uh, very long at all, maybe 80 minutes or so. Um, and it's just one that's not at all to be taken serious. It's just fun and silly. So, but, uh, awesome. Yeah. Some, some good, uh, some good gory stuff in it too, as well. Uh, besides the humor, but yeah, a uh, l- lot of good laughs.
0: Awesome. Well, anything you'd like to plug real quick before I, uh, let you go?
1: No, that, that would be it. Um, you know, um, uh, I, I just, uh, I, 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 think uh i've said it already but you know i i, I do love guy richie guy richie he, he is fabulous uh i yeah. uh he, he i was looking and he actually has a, a couple of movies it looks like in the works it looks like that we're gonna see more like the gentleman because he does have another one i think it was called cash truck uh jason statham he's got him back Ooh. yeah you know of course uh that's uh somebody that uh started together and uh i think they've done three movies so it's about time that they got back together i want i want another matthew vaughn and uh guy Ritchie movie too now that uh, matthew vaughn has really came into his element um i think uh even if they just did some sort of like co-directing project where one of them does one half and the other does a, a half that right? could
0: be really fun
1: yeah I don't, I don't know if they had it falling out or what i don't i don't know you know but because that's the thing, there's not a lot of info on Guy Ritchie. He seems like a very kind of private person. I mean, he, you sure. know, it, 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 crazy because he was married to Madonna, you know. Uh, yeah. And uh, well, that's
0: probably why he wants to be private <laughs> after that, yeah, right?
1: <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, he, I I don't even like uh, see too many interviews or anything that he does. He's he's not one of those guys that's like Tarantino, who's like always opening his mouth about a hundred million things. Uh, uh, So um, anyway, no, I I just can't wait for, uh, you know, more of what's to come from Guy Ritchie. I uh, would love to see him do a superhero movie too. So uh, I -hmm. don't know that that would ever happen, but uh, I'd love to see him do uh, something like Star Wars as well. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I loved King Arthur. I thought it was great. I thought uh, Aladdin was good too.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I I, I loved King Arthur. I, I know not a lot of people did, but we we both liked it. Yeah. Um. But right on. I think that does it. So thanks, as always, for for being here. And I know we're gonna uh, we're gonna be back in a week or so to do Birds of Prey. So we'll awesome. be talking to you soon.
1: Yes.
2: Are you tired of stumbling across the same old kind of podcast show with a couple of white guys every other day talking about different forms of entertainment such as movies, music, video games? Well, too bad, because we got another one for you. Introducing the world's most unoriginal and anti-niche podcast ever, the Podwood Forecast. Hosted by Mitchell Owens. I
1: steal money from poor innocent people who got in car crashes.
2: <laughs> and yours truly, Clifford Close. This is a podcast we do for fun where we talk about the little things we enjoy. The Podwood Forecast. Available on any podcast platform.
0: Alright, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Chad Clinton Freeman about the gentleman. I'm really excited that it's 2020 and it's time to start covering some new movies. It's going to be great. We got we got a lot to look forward to, including a most anticipated movies of the year episode that's coming up real soon. I, I'm I'm editing that today actually and hoping to put it up next week, along with a uh, Oscars prediction episode. So that that's one last thing looking back at 2019. And then of course we also have Jojo Rabbit in the can, but then I swear we're done, no more 2019. I I am sick of 2019, I wanna move on to new movies and we got plenty of new movies to cover so we're gonna have no problem filling the schedule with new stuff. Uh, so make sure you're subscribed to piecing it together. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can of course rate and review us on Apple podcasts. Uh, you can also rate and review us over on pod chaser. You can follow us on social media at piecing pod, join the Facebook group, popcorn and puzzle pieces, sign up for our Patreon over at patreoncom slash piecing pod. And, uh, otherwise that, that that's enough things you should do all those things. And then, uh, wait for our next episode, which is coming up next week. Uh, You know what you should also do, actually? Check out piecingpod.com, our website where we have, of course, all the episodes of the show. We also have links to a whole bunch of cool stuff, including any of my guest appearances on other podcasts, including uh, this week I am heading over to... uh, This will be after I've recorded this, but probably will have happened by the time this goes up. Uh, I'm going to be over on KMPR talking about film festivals. So that's going to be really cool. So there's going to be a link to that on the site, along with all the other guest appearances I do. I've guested on a whole lot of other podcasts, and I'm always happy to guest on more podcasts. So if you're a podcaster and you're listening and you're like, hey, I want Dave on my podcast, get in touch with me. I'd love to. I'm always down for that. So uh, anyway, thanks so much for listening as always, and let's leave you guys with a piece of music as we always do. And, you know, every once in a while, I'll throw on a track from that rapper I produced, Skydro. And uh, I think this is a good one to do that with because, as you know, if you saw the film, uh, there's a whole like rap video aspect to it. And so I figure this fits, right? Why not? Let's play a track from Skydro. It's good to play his music every once in a while. This is a track called... Hip Hop Dreams, which was from his album Success Stories that I produced. So enjoy this track, and if you like it, go check out Skydrow's album Success Stories. It's available on iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. So enjoy it. This is Hip Hop Dreams.
2: Ask not what Hip Hop could do for you, but what you could do for Hip Hop. You, yeah, you, you still got them dreams, You still got them dreams. So, this is hip hop dreams, hip hop dream, hip hop hustler, hip hop fame, hip hop bubble up, hip hop bubble up. Can't get enough of these hip hop things, hip hop dreams, hip hop dream, hip hop hustler, hip hop fame, hip hop bubble up, hip hop bubble up. Can't get enough of these hip hop dreams. Hip hop got regular music, hip hop got. Hip Hop got the rock and country bumping in your trunk Bumping when you dumb, bumping when you front Bumping when you rolling that's for sure Uh So this is Hip Hop Dreams, Hip Hop Dream Hip Hop hustler, Hip Hop Fiend Hip Hop Bubble Up, Hip Hop Double Up Can't get enough of these Hip Hop Things Hip Hop Dreams, Hip Hop Dream Hip Hop hustler, Hip Hop Dreams Hip Hop Bubble, fiend. Fiend. bubble Up, Hip Hop up. Up. up Can't get enough of these Hip Hop Dreams Knock knock we're coming compact Jumping like an Somewhere there's okay. a big rock steady rolling Holding the mic controlling With that strumming up in a reggae on hip hop style, lyric ramdans, versatile The the of bear best we're on the CEO 5, hip hop intelligence is now made relevant, America's not re-elect a black president, so this yes. is hip hop dreams, hip hop dream hip hop hustler, hip hop fiend hip hop bubble up, hip hop double up, can't get enough of these hip hop things, hip hop dreams, hip hop dream, hip hop hustler, hip hop dreams hip hop bubble up, hip hop bubble up, up, can't get enough of these hip hop dreams, no longer fine rap baby so I subscribe to the source You describe it in pop you describe it you in the force. force The new Sports. state photographs. photographs Possessed by phenomenon Paragraphs Rate my mind at the sign, of broadcast through stars, equipped with lyrical pictures and graphs, and equipped with digital riches and cash. I haters, <laughs> don't make me laugh. So this is hip hop dreams, hip hop dream, hip hop hustler, hip hop fiend, hip hop bubble up, hip hop double up. Can't get enough of these hip hop things. Hip hop dreams, hip hop dream, hip hop hustler, hip hop Dream Hip hop pop bubble up, can't get enough of these hip hop dreams Hey you still got them dreams You still got them dreams Man you still got them dreams Come on you still got them dreams 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 Come on you still got dreams So this is hip hop Hip hop dream, hip hop hustler, hip hop fiend Hip hop bubble up, hip hop double up Can't get enough of these hip hop things Hip hop dreams, hip hop dream Hip hop hustler, hip hop dream, Hip hop bubble up, hip hop bubble up these hip hop dreams, hip hop dreams, hip hop dreams, hip hop hustler, hip hop fame, hip hop bubble up, hip hop bubble up, can't get enough of these hip hop dreams, hip hop dreams, hip hop hustler, hip hop dream, hip hop bubble up, hip hop bubble up, can't get enough of these hip hop dreams.
1: And all points west.